to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 I'm, of course, your host, Mark Krishnez. Uh, how y'all doing out there in the, in the listenerhood? Oh, everyone is doing well. Oh, everyone has had a good week. And they, they have a good weekend. That's just around the corner. I usually say that at the end of the show, but this is going to be a short show, so we're already at the end, kind of, but not really. I haven't had much time to do much of anything, haven't watched all that much new stuff, or played all that much new stuff since the last episode, uh, specifically. So, don't really have that much to talk about this episode. Sadly, happily... It'll be in and out, baby. But uh, I did watch some stuff. I was watching a lot of old TV shows. Old, well, they range from the 70s to the the 90s, I think. I don't know if there were any 2000s shows in there. But I was watching a bunch of old shows, some for the first time, some revisiting them. To see if the ones that I'm watching for the first time, are these worth anything? Are they worth my time? Should I watch them completely? Should I consider them for potential future purchases? Because I do enjoy purchasing TV shows on Blu-ray when it's possible. And if it isn't, I'll I'll, uh, give in and buy the DVDs. If I really, really like a show, I have to really like a show to be willing to buy the DVDs. And it can be very annoying with how easily DVDs can get effed up, more so than even Blu-ray. And then you have this disc that doesn't work, that disc that doesn't work. <laughs> but I, I've been surprised, both good and bad, by some of the shows I watched the worst surprise of the bunch has to be both Bob Newhart shows. I like Bob Newhart. I like his overall vibe. I like his mannerisms and his way of just being. And I thought I would, at the very least, really like Newhart because that seemed to fall in line with stuff like Northern Exposure where he and his wife run a bed and breakfast and then you just have a bunch of quirky characters who live in the town with them and people visiting and all of that and if you don't somehow already know I guess it's very possible for young people to not really know but that series which is the second series he did it has one of the most famous TV endings of all time because in it the the way it ends is that his first show character from the Bob Newhart show where he played a psychiatrist, he wakes up in bed next to his wife and the entirety of Newhart, the TV show about the bed and breakfast, was a dream of the psychiatrist character. Such an awesome way to end a show Very Super Mario Brothers 2-like. That's where Super Mario Brothers 2 got its ending from. 
as we all know that's not true maybe it actually is i don't think it is just a, a nice little coincidence but i've always loved that little tidbit about the show however going back to them and watching both i was surprised by one i didn't like either two I like the psychiatrist show more, the Bob Newhart show. I like that more. If I had to say which one I liked more, it would be that one. I thought Newhart was kind of terrible. I say kind of because there are much worse things out there, but I did not find a single aspect of it funny. Whereas with the Bob Newhart show, there were things I liked about it, but it just it wasn't quite there. It was an almost, but not quite. Whereas, Newhart was, no. No heart. No heart. It was the No Heart Show. It was Not the No Heart Show, because it's just Newhart, so it's just No Heart. It has heart, I'm sure, but also no heart. Then I checked out, what else did I check out? I checked out Remington Steel which was okay, but not good enough to keep me watching. I didn't get a great... Uh, the thing about Remington Seal was the the chemistry between your leads, between Pierce Brosnan and whoever the actress is. It wasn't that palpable. It wasn't... It wasn't enough to keep my interest it wasn't juicy enough he's very good he's very charming but the show just wasn't wasn't hitting the way it should I checked out Babylon 5 which was very interesting from a world building standpoint and there are a lot of elements about it I liked and I may return to it at some point in the future but there was a lot of bad acting in that show and a lot of weird acting. Acting that I wouldn't describe as bad, but it was off. It was odd. It was weird, like I said. And that turned me off enough to not want to keep watching right now. I may revisit it again, like I said, but... I wasn't able to fully connect or get immersed in the story and the world because I was constantly taken out of the experience by the acting, which very much so felt like acting. I didn't feel like these actors were disappearing into their roles. I felt like I was just watching a script reading with very, very fancy uh, set dressing as opposed to being around a table. It also seems like a show that is very much so a slow burn, something that builds and builds and builds, and when all is said and done, when you finish it, you're going to look back and think of how satisfying the ride as a whole was, and maybe individually each episode isn't quite that great, but when you combine everything... It, it is something special. That's my impression from watching three and a half episodes. 
I gave A-Team about 10 or 15 minutes before dropping that show. That was... I know that's not a lot of time to give a show, but it was enough for me to know I had no desire to keep watching that shit. I only enjoyed seeing that the the truck driver or whatever, the driver of the group is the not he's not so much timid but he was also in Voyager and the next generation he, he's a character from Star Trek who's very nervous and a little skittish so seeing him in that type of character with that very different personality was fun not that I saw him on the show because I quit before he even showed up but I knew who he was because it was the character played by Sherlene Copley or whatever uh, his name is from District 9 in the movie. I gave MacGyver half an episode and was surprised by how incredibly boring that show is. I thought it was going to be some good old-fashioned dumb fun. But at least with the first episode, it takes itself more serious more of the time than I was expecting. And it was just a kind of, not a, not a kind of, it was just a boring, boring, boring time. I felt like I had watched two hours at the point when I had only watched 25 minutes or so. And that was enough for me to say, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Then news radio. First two episodes, really bad. I was about to drop it and not even bother. I was like, man, is news radio worse or, or, or not what I remember? I, I remember liking news radio. Is it is it actually bad? And then I said, okay, I'll give it one more episode. And I, I watched the third episode. Had had a pretty good time and, and watched some more. And if, if you ever decide uh, to revisit or watch for the first time news radio, Either skip the first two episodes or at least watch through the third episode because the first two episodes are rough and they are so throwaway in the in the mindset of the show that I think in the second episode you have it already established that Dave Foley and Lisa, the character of Lisa, who's played by the mother from Liar Liar, I forget her name, but uh, her real name. It's already established that they're a couple at that point, which seemed really weird when I was watching that episode. I was like, whoa. they He just came on to his brand new job in the first episode. Now, these two characters who just met are already in a... How, how much time has passed? What the hell's going on? And then in the third episode, that's all thrown away. They haven't even kissed yet there was no romance or anything between them and that begins to blossom in a more natural way at a more regular pace so the first two episodes really are sort of a a pilot episode and a pilot part two and then with the third episode the show starts for real that's a pretty good show. And then the the actual big surprise 
of the watching. And you're probably saying, you, you said you didn't watch much. This is all exercise and oatmeal watching. So outside of that, not really anything. But the big surprise has been Miami Vice. I've only watched the first two episodes, which are a two-parter. But I really enjoyed them. I don't know if it's the vibe and music doing a whole hell of a lot of heavy lifting. But I had a really good time watching both episodes. It's way more serious than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was more of a cheeky show. Not as cheeky as something like Dukes of Hazard or Starskin Hutch. Which maybe I'm wrong in thinking those are cheeky. And I'm just thinking about the movies of them, which I wouldn't... I wouldn't describe as cheeky, but really, really stupid and not that great. But it's a pretty dark and grimy show with light elements and light moments. One of the more lighter sides of the show is that Don Johnson's character has a pet alligator on his his houseboat. Not it's not really a house. It's a it's a sailboat with a, a cabin or whatever underneath but he has a pet alligator the former mascot of the Florida Gators whose name is Elvis which is uh, not something I was expecting on the show especially with how dark it was up until the point Elvis was introduced but it, it handles the serious tone well it doesn't come across as eye-rolly, which is what I would have been afraid of had I gone in knowing it was going to be on the more serious side. But it, it, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And the music is fantastic. The vibe, the production value, the, for the first two episodes at least, felt more, more in line with a movie production than a TV show. The soundtrack, the way it was shot, lighting, everything. It just... It's pretty good. And I'm hoping it keeps it up, but I have no idea if it's just the first two episodes were something that they put a lot more effort into because they're basically both the pilot uh, being a two-parter. Yeah, Miami Vice. Who would have thunk it? Not me. Not me. That's it in terms of what I've been watching. Really. I'll be continuing with Miami Vice. I don't know if there are any other shows I wanted to check out. I don't think so. I know I have Mr. Robot in my queue. Which I watched the first two seasons of and really enjoyed. So I thought about maybe at some point rewatching that or, or completing that. Not sure what the consensus was on it, if it had a satisfying ending or fell apart. Because I know I watched the first three seasons, I believe the first three seasons of Killing Eve, and I never finished it. And then I read that a lot of people were upset with how it ended. Almost everyone is, is almost a universal hatred of how they decided to wrap up that show. So I'm way more hesitant to ever bother doing that. 
which is unfortunate because that was a really, really good show. I really, really liked Killing Eve. So I don't know if that's the same case with Mr. Robot. But I like that show. What I watched of it. Back in the not that far long ago. Anyway, in terms of what I've been playing, I've got two games that I'll get through pretty quickly. First up, we've got Wolken, Wolsen, W-O-L-C-E-N, colon, Lords of Mayhem. I don't know how I'm supposed to pronounce that because I was hoping in what I played of the game, it would at some point say the word and then I'd feel informed and capable of pronouncing it correctly, but that did not happen. The, the developers are also called Wolson Studio or whatever. Woken. Woken, woken, woken. Made you out of clay. This is an isometric. Oh, yeah, I want to do the Steam thing, right? Isn't that what I do now? Isn't that my whole shtick? I read the Steam description. That's what I said I do, right? What we're going to do. I do it right now. Live. Not really. It's off. <laughs> it's 75% off on the Steams. Just know it's got mixed reviews, which is not good for Steam. A dynamic hack and slash with no class restrictions. Choose your path as you level up and play your character the way you want. Explore this shattered and corrupted world to uncover its ancient secrets and hidden truths. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, this came out. This came out three years ago on PC. And it's just just gotten a, a console release. Because that's where I'm playing. I'm playing in, uh, on the Xbox. It's an isometric action RPG in the same vein or in the vein of Diablo and any other game like that, Torchlight, etc. And I was excited. I was excited. I love those types of games. I love them loot-heavy, hack-and-slash action RPGs. But Woken is not good. It is really rough. I believe there was... I, I don't know. I'm assuming I got it because I believe it was like a day one patch. But I know there were a bunch of issues they were going to clean up with a, a very early update after the game launched. But it is super rough. First and foremost, there is online play and offline play. So you can play single player offline or online in private matches, which is the same as single player, or play potentially with other people. However, you can't use the same character you have to create separate characters for offline play and online play. That's weird. I don't like that. But the reality is all you want to do is play offline because online adds lag to the gameplay, to inputs, to the overall experience uh, enough that it is noticeable and that it makes the game unplayable in my humble opinion when i was playing the online mode as my character 
There are so many instances where I would be trying to attack because the attacking isn't... It's not exactly real-time your input initiates an action, but more so when you are in combat and you're targeting enemies, when you're within range of an enemy that you are targeting, then you will attack. And if you're not, your character will try to get close to them so that they can then attack uh, once they get in position, which is weird. I don't like that that type of control system. And if that's not how it's supposed to work, well, that's how it that's how it was working in my experience. When you play in offline mode, there is still a little bit of input delay and and and, and whatnot, but far less and not not so bad to make it unplayable. It still feels unresponsive enough to not feel good. And overall, the performance isn't great. The animations are lacking. It feels like half of the frames were removed from every animation, so none of them feel or look fluid. It, it feels very herky-jerky, which I don't like. And then the story, the overall production values are just not there and being uh it's 40 bucks on steam at least so i'm assuming that's how much it costs on console that's a lot of a lot to ask for a game that feels unfinished and feels as rough and and as weirdly designed as woken is in in certain parts like the the offline online separation the the lag that is introduced with online play it's just it's a shame it looks all right but the character designs are i've only played a little bit but already val one of your companions one of your friends she has incredibly large breasts and conveniently wears a top that is open down the middle enough, just enough, so you can see how big her boobs are and her cleavage all up in your face whenever they have a cutscene or anything of that nature, which was super eye-rolly. Speaking of eye-rolly. So yeah, it's just... It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a good time, sadly. I, I, I love games like this, but unless you're all Diabloed out, Torchlight out, Van Helsing, like there are so many games like this that you can play and are very replayable. Games that you potentially may have missed in the past, like the Van Helsing games and Victor Vran or Victor Vran. Etc. I could I could come up with a list for the next episode of people who are interested, but there there are a lot of games like this, and, and a lot of games that are just way better in terms of feel, in terms of art, content, everything. 
there's a massive skill tree in the game. Holy shit. That's, that's one thing that I was very overwhelmed by when I looked at it. It is humongous. And I about had an anxiety attack when I saw the skill tree. You do get a pet, but at that point I was no longer interested in playing more. So I didn't get to do anything with my new fancy pet. Then the other game I played is Tricky Thief. This is a very simple puzzle game. It is a slidey, it's basically a block sliding puzzle game with a thievery theme on top of it. So you play a thief and your goal is to collect all the gold coins within a level to unlock the door so you can progress to the next level. That's it. You are, you have uh, obstacles in front of you like guards who have vision cones that you want to avoid. So you'll have to worry about that. But that's pretty much all there is to it. I like sliding puzzle games. And by sliding puzzle games, I mean the kind where if you consider your thief character a block, you push in a direction and you will continue in that direction until you hit a wall or some kind of in-world thing that stops you in place before hitting a wall and you're just moving from point to point to point until your momentum is halted by some part of the environment. And that's it. They don't really try to tie the theme into certain parts of it. For instance, there are tiles that when you uh, walk over them or when you slide over them, you'll stop. But they're just basically red shoe soles that indicate you'll stop if you if you go over this spot. But it doesn't really make sense if you try and think about it thematically. It's not like if this was a fantasy game where you had to activate a number of runes to open up a gate to the next area and they had tiles of mud that when you went over them you got stuck in the mud and that's why you stopped which would you know make sense thematically and keep you immersed in a game like this as much as you can be again it's just a puzzle game the, the theme doesn't really matter all that much it's just a way to give it a little bit of flavor but they don't they don't try to do any of that here but it it, it plays well enough for what it is it's fine it's fine. It'll give you some easy achievements. Give you plenty of points in a short period of time. And that's pretty much what it's there for. Uh, it's an East Asia soft game after all. So that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. Going to hopefully knock out a few more Attack the Backlog shorties this weekend. If I can, if I can find the time. Hopefully I can find the time because I need... Uh, to do something of that ilk. I, I think I'll play Armed and Dangerous next. Then maybe... I should look at... Cause I, I just looked at my Xbox library. I should check out... What I got... On... The Genesis. Or... What few Super Nintendo games I have. Or... 
some of the collections I have. I never, I never played. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, everyone. But before I wrap up the show, there were a few Patreon questions, so let us hit those and then call it uh, an episode. So from Lunchbox, what is the funnest trip you've ever taken? I think for this, I would say every one of these equally, but when I was younger, me and my dad would always go to Six Flags Great America during the summer. And we would do the same thing. We'd go two days. So the first day, we'd go to the regular park and do all the rides, have a great time, get a hotel room. And before we left, I don't know if they still do this, but they had a thing where if you went to this one building and got your picture taken or something, you got discounted tickets for the following day so we would do that and come back the next day and do all the water rides so we'd go there and we would just go in expecting to get completely soaked with where clothes were, were willing to get wet in and everything and just do that and it was a fun thing to have these two days one of doing all the regular rides roller coasters etc and having the following day be all about water rides. And it was always fun, especially when I was younger, staying at a hotel, it felt magical in its own little way because it was a home away from home. We'd get a pizza too, which was great. Always loved eating pizza when I was a kid. I can have pizza? Yeah, let's have pizza. Just me and my dad. Riding roller coasters, eating pizza, and getting wet. Nothing I like more than getting wet with my dad. <laughs> but I, I always had a really, really good time doing those. Those are some of my funnest trips that I can think of off the top of my head. And then from Sunny, what was one of the best meals you've eaten? I don't have an answer to this. I guess... Anytime I've ever had a sausage biscuit with egg from McDonald's. But realistically, I'm not much of a restaurant eater, so I can't think of a single time I was at a restaurant and I had a really great meal. I can't think of anything where I was like, oh yeah, that was really, really good. I love Italian beef and Italian sausage from Mr. Beef right here by me. I loved Steve's Pizza from the the store was technically in it wasn't no oh god I forget the town but it was out near Galena a former Chicago resident so it was a way to get Chicago pizza outside of Chicago when we lived in Galena near the Iowa border and it was it was the best thin crust pizza I've ever had. I love thin crust pizza, and it was fucking delicious. I could eat an entire large or even an extra large pizza by myself in one sitting back in my depressive eating days where I was way chunkier. I think back on those days, and I'm like, man, 
I was depressed, but man, did I eat well. Oh, baby, I didn't give a shit. I'd go, I'd go walk into Walmart at 2 in the morning, depressed out of my mind, buy a roll of cookie dough and eat on the way home. Not healthy, but it was delicious. There's, there's another delicious meal, raw cookie dough. Nothing sweeter than eating raw cookie dough when you're so depressed you just want to die. <laughs> high school was miserable. I hated high school. Well, that's some of the meals I've eaten that I really like. You know what else is a meal I liked? Lunchables pepperoni pizza. <laughs> I loved those so much. But I'm trying to think if there are any restaurant meals I can think of. There just isn't. Other food I really liked, I thought the carrot cake from Old Country Buffet was the best thing in the entire restaurant. The rest of the food was fine, but the carrot cake specifically, just the desserts in general were way better at Old Country Buffet than the food. Whereas if you wanted good food, there was a, I don't know, I don't think it was a chain, but there was a, a buffet restaurant near me in Norwich called Shooters, which is long gone. Its building is now where where Culver's calls home. Anyone in my area potentially wants her at Culver's. Maybe you remember the shooters that was there? They had really, really good food. But their, their dessert was very lacking. Yeah. Pierogi heaven downtown. That's pretty good pierogi. But nothing stands at all that well. There was a there was a Chinese place that my mom used to go to a lot that had the absolute best deep fried whatever uh, not they don't think they call it deep fried uh, shrimp but jumbo shrimp breaded jumbo shrimp oh my god it was fucking delicious so delicious yeah and that's that's enough of that nothing too special anywho that'll do it for this episode of the pixelated sausage <laughs> that was just a bunch of mumbled garbage that will do it for this year episode of the pixelated sausage show once again i am mark as y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at px sausage if you'd like to find all of my links and all that jazz, you can do so over at pxsausage.com. That'll get you to the YouTubes, the Patreons, the website, my art, etc. Everything that you may want to go, may want, everywhere you may want to go, etc. Blah, blah, blah. It can all be found there, pxsausage.com. And if you do enjoy this here show and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs to support me and my nonsense that way. Uh, any little bit helps. It makes me feel warm and nice inside. So if, if you do like this stuff and want to show a little bit of support, whatever you can spare a month would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And, and I preemptively, I prematurely thank you from the bottom of my heart and those who are already patrons. You know how how much it means to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, uh, 
if you if you back at a certain level three dollars higher you can ask questions that i'll answer on the show most likely sometimes i won't answer them on the show and i'll just answer them on the discord in in the private channels that you'll be privy to but even then you'll still get something so that is again patreon.com slash pxs Anywho, that will do it for this year episode for reels so as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoyed this year episode and i hope you have both a wonderful rest of your day and a lovely rest of your week that's not what i meant i meant to say a lovely weekend i hope you have a lot i mean yes the weekend is part of the week technically i guess right but uh you know have a great weekend so for now adios arrivederci bye